Matt, I can't believe we finally got some good fucking football plays this week. Um, Sam Darnold, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, Lamar Jackson. Those are all the first actually good, like, like really good football plays that are memorable of the season. You're just talking like highlight wise. Oh, absolutely, dude. That that Brandon Ayuk one, and that was definitely a rough game, but. That was so sweet. Like, he he's just looks already like, okay, like, he's a dude. Yeah, you know why he scored that? Because Mike McGlinchey injures Darius Slay as he's about to get to Brandon Ayuk. So he's walking to the outside, and Brandon Ayuk just walks right next to him. No, I saw that. I saw that part. And I saw that live, and I was like, he's going to score here because he got injured. So that's the one thing I knocked that play, but – um. Jerry Judy, I talked about it last episode, but that was the most disres- that that is the most disrespectful t- touchdown I've ever seen in my entire life during the play. How he um, just stares him down. Obviously, Terrell Owens standing on the star in Dallas. That's the most disrespectful celebration. But that was some James Harden level stuff right there. Um, he mosses him, walks backwards, staring him down into the end zone. And then perfectly transitions into his touchdown celebration. Dude, I was just thinking, all of the rookie, the first round rookie receivers. I mean, Anti Higgins, he's been playing good too, but they've all just been balling out. And then the one guy that hasn't been is Jalen Rager. Obviously, he's hurt, but dude, like the Eagles have so so much like just I mean, don't act like Rugs has been killing everybody. He's Rugs has been hurt as well. I guess that's okay. Sorry, I, I didn't even think about Rugs. Yeah, you're right. Like, but I'm talking. I'm thinking like Jefferson, Ayuk, CD. Um, yeah. Who else? Judy, Judy. You just mentioned. Yeah. Like all those guys. Like they have just been killing it lately. Duvernay even had the kick return touchdown. Oh yeah, dude. And yeah, that was. Well, I guess that was last week. Yeah. Did he do like, anything this week or no? I mean, he's kind of like he's not a huge part of the offense yet, though. So. Yeah, not at all. But, um, that's that's just kind of a good way to. I mean, I'm I'm just happy that we got to see that, but. Um, I know you probably didn't watch it because it was during the the football game that way more people watched. I think it had triple the ratings. Um, I watched um, I watched the finals game three, the beginning before the Niners game started, and then I watched the Niners game. I didn't get to see. I I, I know Jimmy Butler get, got, went crazy. I watched like the highlights and stuff, but I didn't actually like watch the game real time. All I'll say was that was the greatest finals performance I've ever seen live um that jimmy butler was the lead, the game leading point scorer rebounder assister led the led the game in steals and blocks wow and he dropped 40 points in a triple double down 2-0 to lebron james in the nba finals and nobody because there's a lot of games that are that are great LeBron James in 2016, he was going crazy. But in game five, or in game five, when he balled out, I believe Kyrie Irving also dropped 40 points. Jimmy Butler was the third player in history to drop a 40 point triple double in the NBA Finals, along with LeBron James and Jerry West. That was all time great. And nobody watched it because nobody thought there was a chance that the heat win that game because they, they were missing Goron. They were missing bam. But I mean that I just, I just had to get that off my chest that that was, that was unbelievable what he did. 
and people are mocking Tyler Hero for his uh, his growl. Um, but what did he do? So like, he makes him... a difficult shot, and he gives us a little snarl. But it was the whitest snarl I've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life, and I am all for it. People are making all of these things about, oh, Dame celebrated round one when they won, then Russ celebrated round two, and then Jamal Murray celebrated round three. Yeah, who doesn't celebrate when they're playing well? Don't act like the Lakers aren't like celebrating when they make a good play. Anthony Davis was saying, uh, like, it's over, I think, in game one. And LeBron said, um, like, the exact same thing Jimmy Butler. He said, like, you got a problem. Like, trash talk is a part of sports. And I absolutely love it. I'm personally a trash talker. So, I just absolutely love it. Um, That's all I kind of wanted to say about the game. If anybody disagrees that's listening to this, I just had to say that. Um, Get that off my chest. Even some of the, like, LeBron finals that we've watched – you think that Butler had a better performance? Yes, because of how – I mean, LeBron had, I believe it was game five in um, 2015. Incredible. But, like, LeBron didn't lead his team in rebounding, I believe, that game. Um, like, Tristan Thompson grabbed, like, 13 boards that game. Jimmy Butler dropped 40, 11, 13, 2, and 2 on 70% shooting. Against a team that every that not everybody, but heck of a lot of people, when they went up 2-0 and there's no Bam out of bio, like he didn't have a second option um, in that game. Absolutely unbelievable. Nobody gave him a chance. There were about 10-point underdogs in that game, and he won. He, he willed his team to victory right there. He was not going home in four games. That That's, that's just – it was the most unreal finals performance I've ever seen, um, especially in a victory. So, um, so real quick, because this isn't what we planned on talking about, but um, <laughs> do you think there's any chance that like the Heat are going to make this a series? Or like, because I feel like what did I say last like, episode? I mean, I guess you're always going to say that they. they no, can. no, I I do believe, I absolutely believe. Um, is Bam's coming back? Right. Uh, Bam is now questionable. I believe Goran Dragic is still doubtful. But the hope was they put Andre Iguodala on Anthony Davis this game. And it seemed to work decently well. Um, Anthony Davis wasn't being as as aggressive. What I mean, happened? They lost. I mean, I didn't watch the game, but just hearing that doesn't sound like it worked very well. <laughs> Sorry to say. But, I mean, if it, if it worked, it worked. I don't know. That's just I, – I said that I think they really need them. Um yeah, so 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 McConaughey, you're kind of running this episode today. Well, what did you kind of ha- want to talk about? I mean, I think we just got to talk about um, the Chiefs. Uh, they obviously played tonight, Monday night. Then definitely got to talk about um, Dak Prescott. Uh, definitely got to talk about. Um, I mean, honestly, that may be it. Possibly talk about. Um, the Packers. I don't know, but we'll we'll get into it. Everybody listening at home, we're trying to make these episodes much conversational, um, more fluid, everything like that. Um, so it is a different structure that we're doing right now, but should be all good. I just want to get that out there. Yeah. So so um, the Chiefs, they didn't look very good tonight. Not like they looked bad or anything, but I mean, Cam Newton's in that game. That could definitely be a Patriots win the way that the Chiefs offense, like, they were struggling against the Patriots. Um, so, 
so McConnell, you kind of talk about it first, but who, who do you think are the biggest threats to the chiefs? Because obviously, you know, they're, they're the top dogs right now. I think that's still pretty clear, but who do you think are, who do you think is not like even like the biggest threat to win, but just to, to beat them if they were to meet up in the playoffs? I see five teams that that have a very that have a, a realistic chance. Obviously any team can win on every any given Sunday, but I see five teams with the team and scheme that have a chance to beat the Chiefs. Um I'll go top to bottom uh, with the teams that I think are the the most likely. First I'm actually going to say the New England Patriots are um the top team that I see that can beat them. One they've got Bill Belichick. He knows how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They Honestly, they should have won this football game. If they have any quarterback that doesn't decide to be Chris Weber, they win that football game. Um, that was unfortunate, but I just think the Patriots, they've got the defense, and they've got Cam Newton, who is going to be able to run the football. And that's what, that's what you need to beat the Chiefs. You need great, great, not even like great defense, but fundamental defense. The Patriots have a very fundamental defense. Bill Belichick knows how to play against the Chiefs. He's beaten them before. And with Cam Newton, they can definitely beat them again. Uh, the next team that I see is the Baltimore Ravens. Now, obviously, the Ravens have to play different from what they played last time, but they have the capability. They've got the rushing attack. That's what they have to utilize, and they can beat them. And their defense just has to make a couple of plays. In the New England game, their defense could have made some some insane plays. Uh, but whether it be the refs being stupid as heck or the defensive backs not knowing how to catch interceptions because um, in that game, Patrick Mahomes threw a pick or a fumble that was caught and potentially could have been returned for a touchdown, but they, they were whistling the whole time. And it was like they ended up calling it forward progress with stop sack, but they also called it a, an incomplete pass. It was kind of going back and forth. But either way, the refs screwed that one up. Um, then they drop the pass. So you just have to be able to make plays. The Ravens have playmakers in Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. It just comes down to whether or not they're going to be able to make those plays in that big game and if they're running the football. The next team that I see um, with a big threat is uh, probably the most fundamental defense in the NFL in the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've got an incredible pass rush, and that's, that's where you need to beat the Chiefs. And looking at how that, that pass rush is playing, T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree are – Oh my goodness. Bud Dupree is, is playing lights out right now. Uh, every time I'm watching him, he is in the backfield, making tackles, um, getting pressures, everything like that. They're playing very, very well. And then they have big Ben who knows how to manage a football game. Uh, they don't need him to go out and just go lights out, which he has the ability to do, but they just need him to manage the game, move the ball down the field, take up time. And that's how they'll be able to win the game. The next team that I see with a, with a chance to beat the Chiefs is the Tennessee Titans. Now they lost against the Chiefs last year, but they beat them in the regular season. They, they do have the best running back in the AFC in Derrick Henry. He has the ability to take over a game. And if he's able to get going against the Kansas City Chiefs and the Titans play that fundamental defense that they have, there's absolutely a chance that they are able to knock off the Chiefs because they did beat them in the regular season last year. They were up by 10 against the Chiefs in the playoffs. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes came back, 
obviously props to him, but you know, that that's the makings of what you need to beat the chiefs. And the final team, um, I'm somewhat blanking on it. Oh, now I remember the Buffalo bills. I think that they have, they have a, a decent enough defense. Um, not, not saying they're bad. They have a very fundamental defense, very solid. Uh, they've got a great cornerback in, uh, in uh, Trey, but overall they, they do have that quarterback that, May not he's not gonna Josh Allen. You don't need him to come out and dot up the field. You need him to slowly move the ball up the field. And Josh Allen can run. That just adds that extra element. Him and Cam Newton add that element to the team that you wouldn't really think about um, as like game planning, where it's like, okay, they need to move the ball by running the ball. Well, Josh Allen, Cam Newton. I compared them before this year started in terms of how they play. I still stand by that Josh Allen would have to run the ball against the Chiefs, and you would have to run the ball pretty well. Devin Singletary would have to get going, and uh, Zach Moss could potentially um, play a factor. But then they also have that that big play threat. You don't want to utilize it all the time, but we saw them. Uh, we saw a big play from Stephon Diggs this week up against the the Raiders. This this is a this is a team that has been very impressive so far this season. At the beginning of the year, I would have said no, they couldn't have beat them. Um, but what I've seen so far, I think that they they have a chance to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. Dude, Stephon Diggs has been a major upgrade for them, like a major add, an addition. Um, and it's honestly that that trade's worked out well for both teams because I think that the Vikings. They might have it might not be the actual pick, but like they traded for the additional first rounder. And they took Justin Jefferson to kind of fill that void. So I'm going to say that, and I don't know if it's the right, because they had two picks like really close to each other. Um, yeah. But either way, like it, Justin Jefferson's looked great too. Um, I mean, I like, I like some of the teams you have. I, I said, I think there's four and it's not to say that the, so I don't have the Titans on my list or the bills. Um, it's not to say like they can't like, of course, like, like you said, any given Sunday, but like, teams I think are like threats that like have a good chance. I think before, okay. Before today, I had two teams. So it was the Ravens and the Ravens, I think are not as are the second team that I had. Like they're not quite a, quite there um, because it's the Ravens and the Steelers that I, that I think give the best chance to pull off the upset. And I think the Steelers are more likely to do it just because what have we seen with historic offenses and historic defenses which the Steelers might have a historic defense this year they're very very good they're probably gonna have the best defense in the league the best the better defense like wins all the time and we've seen that in like there's I know there's a Super Bowl number obviously Steelers and the Chiefs can't meet up in the Super Bowl but them them meeting up in the playoffs could be tough for the Chiefs I think that's their worst like the last team they want to face um just the pass rush big Ben you brought up I still I wouldn't be surprised if like if they made a move for another running back just because I know James Connors isn't like the worst player but if they kind of had another guy there that's like a dude they have a dude at running back and you can run the ball in the Chiefs that would be cool and I'm not really a big like you know spin capital on a running back but I think that it could help them a lot um, so maybe that's something that they end up doing um, then the the Ravens I mean. It's the running offense is why I think they have a chance. Lamar, I think that Lamar's been so overly scrutinized for not beating the Chiefs because, I mean, we saw, like, uh, was it last Monday? That was just not good execution by the coaching staff of, 
oh, yeah, we're just going to completely abandon the run game. You already did a long rant on that. Um, and if you guys are interested, that's like on an episode, a couple back, a couple episodes back. Um, but McConnell's point is basically they just abandoned the the run game and were just throwing the ball. And every single time they ran the ball, they had success. Every single time they threw the ball, they did not have success. And like, it was pretty crazy if you go through the drives of how they stalled out, like how it works. Um, so I'm not super concerned about that because you got to at least like, hey, look, it, it didn't work at all in any form. So how about we run the ball this time around, which I think the Ravens will do. The issue I have with them is, and you've told me this, and it was on full display that Monday night game, they cannot provide a pass rush with only four guys. Judon, and, and you've said, like, you don't, you don't want them to, like, hang on to him or, like, sign him big money. He's not, like, that great of a one-on-one pass rusher. He's, he's not, like, he's not some elite guy. He's a good player. He's like a Trey Flowers. Like, you don't want that guy being the best pass rusher on your team. That is not a good sign. Um, so that's, like, my main concern there. But they have a really good secondary. And the defense is sound. So – you can maybe slow Mahomes down a little bit. I think Monday night it was the offense was so flat the defense never had a shot, um, and and I'm gonna say that a lot. Like the offense and defense play off of each other a lot, so if something doesn't work well, it's hard for one for both sides of the ball to look good. I think we saw that with the Steelers last year, and their defense was so good still. Like their defense was so good, and the offense, the quarterback play without Big Ben was so bad that the defense would be like, would they be allowing a lot of points to some teams? And it's not their fault. It's not their fault at all. It's just like the offense could not do anything. Um, so those were the two teams I had coming into the day. And the thing that changed was I think the Packers have a chance if they were to meet up in the Super Bowl. And I, I don't think the Packers are the best team in the NFC, but I think they have a chance. And the Patriots, too, because they looked they looked the part tonight. And you already talked about them. Um, I'll, I'll just touch on the Packers. But Aaron Rodgers looks legit. He looks like if he gets into if he gets into a matchup with Mahomes, he's gonna be like, "Remember, you're second fiddle to me." Still, I think that's what. Yeah. Can I say it? Aaron Rodgers is still a bad man. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, but um, Aaron, he's like, dude, he looks so good tonight. They didn't have Adams or Lazard. Threw for, I don't know if he threw for. I think he threw for three twenty-seven. Four touchdowns, no picks, like 81% completion percentage. Absurd. He's, he's over 70% on the year. He's throwing to Valdez. Scantley's like his best option right now. Obviously, the run game's fantastic. Um, Matt LaFleur got a lot, of, a lot of hate. They don't seem to really be like beefing in any way right now. And they look really scary. And I'm a 49er fan. I saw them get murdered last year back-to-back times. I don't know if that would be the same time, th- same thing around. I would still lean that the 49ers kind of have a little bit of an edge on them in the NFC just in terms of, like, if they were to meet up. Um, I also think the 49ers don't have an edge on some other NFC teams. But I just think that the Chiefs-Packers matchup is not, is not what the Chiefs want. Like, you don't want to get into a quarterback duel with a team that, I mean, their offense is really good. I think you could say that right now it's arguably, like, up there with them. Um, with, with the Chiefs and their defense is, I mean, they got some players on defense. I think the Chiefs, I, I think they're very comparable teams. Um, unless you're gonna like, I think the only like the big difference, I don't think there's some crazy difference between Mahomes and Rodgers. And I think Mahomes is probably a little bit better of a player. 
Um, I think that the only like significant difference with their rosters and like their whole organizations would be the coaching and Matt LaFleur's, I mean, he's what, 17 and three. That's incredible. It's like one of the best starts all time. So it's hard to be like, oh yeah, let's knock Matt LaFleur. It's like, oh, he's just, all he's done, done is came in, gone to the NFC championship game and now they're four and So they're, they look scary, man. They look really scary. Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of upset. I didn't put the Packers on this list. Um, I should have, uh, you're absolutely right in having them right there. I, I truly believe Aaron Rodgers is the MVP right now. Um, I thought that last week, but I wasn't like confident enough to say it, but right now he is playing at a level that is only compared to Aaron Rodgers. Like this is as good a player as Aaron Rodgers has ever been, which is crazy to say at his age, but he is absolutely balling. And they have two guys, the Smith brothers, not brothers, but the Smiths that can generate pass rush. That's, that's what you need. And then they do have solid cornerbacks. So I, I do like that. Um, one thing I'll say about the Patriots Oh, why they lost? Why they lost this game? I am so pissed at the Patriots. I mean, Bill Belichick has got to be so angry. Um, I don't know if he's ever been angrier in his entire life than when I was watching this football game because there were a couple of things that I saw that I thought, "How does that happen to Bill Belichick?" The first thing, Patrick Mahomes gets sacked and tries to throw the football while getting sacked, and it is caught by the defense, okay? I don't know if it was a fumble or if it would have been an interception. It doesn't matter. It's caught by the defense. It didn't touch the ground. Did not touch the ground. The defender is running, and the referees are blowing their whistle, and the defender probably takes it back to like the 20 or the 15-yard line, but he just kind of runs out of bounds. There's a, there's a Chiefs player, and he kind of is running with them, and they kind of just like slowly go out of bounds because the refs are blowing the whistle. Not only do they say that it was um, not the Patriots' ball, or they were like, no, 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 they brought it back. They refused to let Bill Belichick challenge the play. And he was screaming. Like, this was such a bad call. Patrick Mahomes, okay, he is a phenomenal quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But he's a bitch. Um, <laughs> he's a flopper. He is excessively cocky. In a game that he didn't play very well, he's, he's like doing the Johnny Manziel show me the money after running for a first down kind of late in the game. He's flopping on the sideline. He's kind of whining. And he's getting bailed out by the refs in this game. Then later in the game, um, right at the end of the first half, Bill Belichick's entire thing, like not his entire thing, but Bill Belichick has made a career off of getting his team the ball to start the second half and scoring right at the end of the first half. Boom. They call it the Wombo Combo. Not really, but that's what I call it. Brian Hoyer, with 20 seconds left and no timeouts, after taking their third timeout, takes a sack, after taking like 15 seconds in the pocket, running around, takes a sack, tries to call timeout. It was absolutely ridiculous. And Bill Belichick... I tweeted out that Bill Belichick is going to kill Brian Hoyer in the locker room. I mean, Brian Hoyer has been in that system um, for a very long time. Obviously, like he wasn't recently, but he he's he's known for being a Patriot, even though this was his first career Patriots start. He was just Brady's backup for so long. 
but you got to know how to do that. I'm sorry. I'm just going long, but like that, that was just so bad. Um, the way that that game turned out. Dude, the flops were really annoying, man. The flops were Julian so Edelman pulls a Greg Olson. Dips the ball into the defender's hands right behind him. He takes it for a pick six. Ken Newton plays this game. They, 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 they not only win, they probably win by 10 plus. Um, then Patrick Mahomes had a dropped interception on a horrible throw. Um, he throws it to, I think, Tyree Kill on a crosser, but there was also a guy on the streak on the left side of the field. So the safety, I believe, comes up. The defenders are there. I believe there's three defenders there, and the defender just jumps up and I bounces off maybe his thigh or his chest. It was just horrible. Like, totally should have been caught. But then the Chiefs go down, and they ended up scoring the touchdown. But Patriots should have won this game. Belichick knows that they should have won this football game. Um, so it's very unfortunate for them that Cam Newton um, ended up contracting Corona uh, because they, they should have won that football game. Um, but Matt, to, to kind of move along, I've, I've been thinking of something that I don't know exactly how to phrase it in terms – like I kind of texted it to you. But I really think that the NFL has a manufactured preseason this year um, in the sense that we're four weeks through the season. Preseason is normally four weeks. But I feel like the records really don't matter and don't show the skill of a lot of these teams. You look at it, the Niners are 2-2, two and two, but they're a really good football team. The Texans are 0-4. They're a pretty solid football team. The Cleveland Browns, though, are 3-1. and one. They're not they're not like an amazing football team, but like they're not a three and one football team. They're not a, they're not a twelve team, which the one. Um, yeah, I mean, so- I, I think what it, I think what it's going to come down to is injuries, small sample size. Like the Patriots have looked really good, and they're two and two. Yeah. Why? Because kind of a tough schedule, a couple tough games, you know, stuff like that going on. But um, I don't know, dude. What what do you mean by exactly by like manufactured preseason? Just like that, just kind of like everyone's just getting into the rhythm and stuff. Because I I agree with that. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think it matters that much. I'm not, so then I mean the Niners lost it, and I I was frustrated because of the fashion that they lost. Like, and I I'll say real quick. Like I thought the team played really well, and Nick Mullins played so bad, and that just ended up being the reason why they lost. But the the kind of like like I don't really care that they're two and two. Like, I don't – I still think they're in a comfortable position where they're at with all the injuries. We're like, normally it'd be like, they shouldn't be 2-2. Two and two. <laughs> That should be very concerning, you know? So, I think that it's – a lot of it's like the, the no training camp stuff is like this was going to lead to a lot of injuries. Um, and we've seen that. Like, I, we, we talked about it on the pod. Like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of injuries. So, I think that's what it really comes down to. A bunch of injuries kind of a lot more randomness and then a small sample size four games. Isn't that much. Yeah. And then also like the injuries um, early, a lot of, a lot of these big name players are coming back. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, McCaffrey, Thomas, those guys are coming back. Like they're missing the first couple of games. And it's like, then there's also a couple of teams where it's like they're four and oh, but it's like, look at that schedule, man. Uh, the Seahawks, in their last three weeks have played against teams that have a combined four wins over four weeks. Like, and they're, yes, they're four and oh, I mean, there's, you can't do anything about the schedule, but it's like, yes, they're four and oh, like the record, like almost doesn't mean very much. Obviously it means something, but 
their record does not mean very much. Look at the NFC East um, overall. Like the record right now in the NFC East doesn't mean anything for anyone because they're the leading team is one and three. They got three one and three teams. Or I'm sorry, do the Eagles have two wins? One, two, and one. They're one, two, and one. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm sorry. But like, but like that's a division where it's like, okay, the wins don't really aren't really mattering right now. Um, so it's just it's just very interesting to see how, and especially in a season without like fans at home um, for the for the postseason, or or at least a lot of fans at home, or in the stadium. Obviously, they're going to be at home, but. Like it's almost like the record in the postseason doesn't mean as much. Um, there's one less uh, bye week, so it's and there's an extra spot. So it's like it almost feels like the first. It's almost like the NBA season, where it's like maybe the the first couple of weeks aren't mattering as much. Um, in the end, because in the NBA, if you just make it, you got a shot. Um, mm, I mean. Not really okay. in the NBA. Making, okay, making LeBron James made a career out of being like the two, like the three or four seed, and then just making it to the finals. Yeah, yeah. So like, like, you like have a have a good team. You have, to have a good team. Make, yeah, you can't just be like the the seven seed and then make it. But like, but what I'm saying is like the the good teams, like the 49ers, the Packers, the Ravens, the Chiefs, they just gotta make it, and they're gonna be fine. Um, obviously, the other teams they're gonna compete and everything like that. But I just feel like these first couple of games. They're, they just don't matter as much. Everybody's overreacting, but the, there is there wasn't a preseason, but it's, it's almost like we're kind of getting a preseason where we get, you know, you sort of know, like, oh, yeah, these teams are solid, but, like, you know, the, a lot of these wins didn't mean that much because a lot of good – a lot of the really good teams played the really, really crappy teams. So it's like they've got these weird, like, mixes of things. I don't know. It just seems kind of weird to me. Um, just how the how the season th- through the first four weeks is called it. I don't know if preseason's the right word. I just didn't know how to phrase it, but I felt like the record just doesn't matter. It was more like the first couple of weeks were like the quote unquote preseason. Yeah, no, but, I get what you're saying. <laughs> there's a there's a man in uh, in what some people call America's team. Um, I don't know how many people are still calling them that. I've I've heard people calling Cleveland America's America's new team, but Dak Prescott, there are two versions. There's first half and second half Dak. One of them really struggles, but the other one is like MVP candidate. Um, throws for like 300 yards, and always put, brings them back. Um, somehow. So what do you what do you think's the cause of this? Is is it just Dak being I don't know, bipolar or is it, or is it coaching? Um, is it like they're down? So they just have to throw like what, what's going on here? Why is he so? I mean, I don't think it's him. I, I really don't think it's him. I think it's the fact that the defense is abysmal. They are, they are horrible. They're so bad, dude. And everyone's just going to keep scoring on them until they fire Mike Nolan um, but let's just look at look at Dak's games here real quick. Week one, 266 yards, one touchdown, no picks. If you remember, that was a close game. Week two, they won this game against Atlanta. He had 450 yards, one touchdown, no picks. He also had some rushing touchdowns. I think he had like three rushing touchdowns that, that game. Um, then they play Seattle, 472 yards, 
three touchdowns, two picks, and I know he fumbled that game. And then against the Browns, 502 yards, four touchdowns, one pick. Uh, real quick, Dak is an absolute amazing fantasy option because this is going to be the rest of the year for him. Um, but from a player standpoint, I think it's really just that they have to throw the ball and move, try to move the ball so quickly in the second half that he just racks up the stat sheet. Not to mention their offensive like skill set is so good. You know, they have, I mean, they have CD Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, all very good receivers. They their offensive line isn't one, what it once was, but it's still it's still a very good offensive line. Then they have Zeke in the backfield. Like this offense is it might be the most the most stacked offense in the NFL. And if you're losing by a whole bunch and it's like, okay, you gotta start scoring a ton. Like he's just gonna rack up the stats. I don't really think it's him. I I, I think he's an above average quarterback. <clears throat> don't think he's a great quarterback. Don't think he's a bad quarterback. Don't think he's just average. I think he's a little bit above average. And so when he gets asked, okay, you're down by 20 points because you know your defense allowed like 30 points in the first half, then he's gonna have to he's gonna have to stuff the stat sheet. So I think we're gonna be seeing a lot of this this year, dude. Dak could break like the passing yards record this year. I would not be surprised. Um, in this game, the the Cowboys defense allowed six unanswered point scoring drives by Cleveland. The Cowboys were down forty one to fourteen pretty much to end the third quarter. Wow. They brought it out back to a thirty eight to forty one game with three minutes and forty two seconds left. Dak is leading an explosive offense. They almost repeated what they did against Atlanta. Like the way that they are able to just move down the field when they just let, I mean, the whole thing with Seattle, you know, you let Russ cook when they let Dak cook. He, he is serving up whatever he wants because he just starts marching down the field, throwing to CD lamb way over the top. Um, He just, he just goes crazy. They, they uh, start really needing him um, to score. But, like, obviously, you got Ezekiel Elliott. You want to give Zeke the ball. But, man, he just is always – it's almost like, you know, you, you can't let your foot off the gas. I bet Cleveland was sitting there. They were sitting with, like, a 98% win percentage, according to ESPN. 99.8% um, they were at. And they were up 38 to 14 with that. It went all the way down to a 60% win chance for Cleveland Wow! Um, when they got it to 38 to 41. Like, like he just, like, I mean, they did it against that. He just, that, that offense is just so explosive. They've got so many players that can um, get down the field. We saw Amari Cooper make his, you know, um, one-handed catch. We've seen him just – he just is able to get down the field because he's got, he's got so many weapons. It's a lot of fun to watch. Second half, Dak. And we've what's funny is we've talked about Dak struggling in the first half of games before on our show. Uh, when, when talking about – when I've, like, ranked quarterbacks and stuff, I talk about Dak would be higher if he was his fourth quarter self all the time. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to ask you right now. So the the single season passing yards record is held by Peyton Manning, twenty thirteen, five thousand four hundred seventy seven yards. Right. What do you think Dak is on pace to have right now? Six thousand three hundred eighty seven yards. 
Random guess. 6,760. Yeah. <laughs> he has over, I think he has 1,690 yards. Let me, yeah, 1,690 yards. I Dude, thought Russell Wilson, like that's like Russell Wilson and the touchdowns right now. Yeah, so, so Russell's throwing all the touchdowns. He's getting wins. Dak's just throwing for a bunch of yards, but they're losing. <laughs> and both their defenses are horrible. <laughs> but, dude, that's so insane. Dude, he's, he'll probably beat it because, like, if he doesn't get hurt, he's probably going to beat that. You got to think, right? Because they're de- it's not like their defense is just going to be like, oh, yeah, let's just – we're getting this guy. Like, no, they're, they're not going to be good. It's, it's – They have played against three pretty solid offenses, though, in Cleveland, Seattle, and Atlanta. And they played the the Rams, the other one. That are pretty good offense as well. Yeah, another solid like that's like not as good as the others, but like that's still a solid offense. So, I guess that's I guess that's fair. But I mean, Dak Prescott, absolutely, I think has a real shot at throwing for six thousand yards this year. Dude, that would be crazy. That, that would be amazing. It's over six hundred or over five hundred more than anyone's ever thrown. If he, dude, if he, did, how much does he cost? Well, that's like Peyton Manning broke the single season touchdown record, which was, I believe, at fifty, um, and he threw fifty five uh, for the Broncos. Like, like that's that's on that level where it's like, like it, it's not just because I think Tom Brady had like forty seven, then Peyton Manning maybe had forty nine, and then Tom Brady had fifty, and then it's like or something like that, and then like Peyton Manning like breaks it by five, and it's like, oh damn, yeah, this this would be like. More than that. That is like, uh, what is it? The single season receiving record is like seventeen or eighteen hundred yards. That's like going for like twenty two hundred. Um, to absolutely destroy something like that is is unparalleled. I just that would be probably the most amazing single season, um, like statistic, like a record that that we'll ever see. I mean, I I can't think of anything that could compare to that um, at all. Like, I, that would just be so ridiculous. Like, can There's, you think of, like, a any record that, like, you could think of where it's like somebody could absolutely destroy that? I can't think of one. I mean, I think Jerry Rice is, like, his, like, yard – not his – I think it's his yards or his touchdown. I think his touchdowns are, like, 50 more than anyone else. It's, like, 200 to, like, 150. Yeah, but that's you know, career. Like, that's career. But like yeah, singles, yeah. I'm meaning single season, where it's like you could just see somebody going out and just destroying it. What's it like Our an pace. eight? I mean, what's that like a seven, eight percent increase? That is, like jump? Like that's a, that's a big, that's a large amount. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and you see the passing, there's like there's like 10, 12 guys that have had like 5,000. Like there's a good amount of guys that have 5,000. And it's at like five thousand four hundred, you know, not that, not a huge gap. This would jump that whole like, oh, five thousand yards, nah, six thousand. Let's hit it. Yeah, this would be like OJ Simpson breaking the the first player ever to break the two thousand um, rushing yards. Um, and why that was so amazing was he did it in fourteen games. Um, obviously two less than currently. Like that, that it would be probably on that level. He, I think OJ rushed for, I think, 160-something yards per game, still an NFL record. But, like, the, I think that's on that level, where it's like that would be the greatest record-setting season ever. 
um, because nobody's going to break the single season sack record and just go out there and get like 26 sacks in a season. I don't think anybody's going to go out there and have a 36 touchdown or total touchdown season. Not happening. Like there, I I'm going to guarantee right now that is not going to happen. Um, like I just can't think of a record that you can just see somebody destroying maybe like pass attempts. Maybe somebody could destroy the pass attempts record. I don't know what it is, but like single season pass attempts, they could just be bad. But like, man, that is, that is unbelievable. 6,700 yards. That is ridiculous. That. So what if he, so what happens if like, cause like obviously only I said, I said when we were talking about the uh, schedules and stuff, like it's a small sample size. I mean, it's a quarter of the season. Um, but what happens if he at least has like a better second quarter? Like he has what, like sixteen ninety right now? What if he goes like eighteen hundred? Like everyone's gonna be like, oh my, he's gonna blow it out of the water. Like if he gets to that stage, it's gonna be like, he'd be at like <laughs> it would be at so many yards. Like he'd be almost at a four thousand yard season halfway through the year, which would be amazing. He'd be at over a thirty five hundred yard season if he did uh, eighteen hundred. I've got a question for you then, based off of that. If Dak Prescott throws for 6,500 yards, 6,500 <laughs> yards, and has a losing record, does he win the MVP? Because there's, there's, there's only been one player in college football history to win the MVP, um, or not MVP, but the Heisman, with, uh, with a losing record. I think they won like one game. Um, I think it was Navy or Notre Dame. I can't remember exactly who it was. It was a long time ago. He ended up playing for the Packers, won a Super Bowl there. Um, he was a running back. But like – or no, he was a quarterback. I'm sorry. Um, I guess they didn't really have positions back then. But getting back to Dak, like like let's say they win like seven games. They win the NFC East. They Like they make the playoffs, and he throws for like 6,500 yards. That is that – how does that not – like put you um, it, in the MVP race. Like that's an MVP season. Dude. It, well, they don't have to have a winning record to win that division. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, that's all I, I got to do. I think Dak Prescott has a real, like, like imagine he does that and Russell Wilson throws for like 48 touchdowns. And it's like the Seahawks go like 12 and four. And then it's like Dak Prescott seven and nine. 6,500 yards and 43 touchdowns. Yeah, he would, have a, he would have to have a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> that would be like, this is the greatest single season. Like, his defense just let him down. Like, th- this would be the greatest single season we'd ev- we've ever seen. It's like a Madden creative player season. And nobody's talking about it. Like, people are talking about Russ and Rodgers, who are having, obviously, incredible seasons. Russ has 16 touchdowns, I think only two interceptions. Um, great completion percentage. He's 4-0. Aaron Rodgers has, I think, 13 touchdowns, over 70%. 4-0. Great stuff. But, oh, my God. Dak Prescott. Like, people make fun of Jameis. You know, Jameis had a 5,000-yard season, 30-30. Dak's not going to throw 30 picks. No, he's not. He's, he hasn't, like, looked, like, bad. Like, he has he's he's been had some cur- turnovers. But, he, but if you throw the ball so much that you're throwing 400 yards a game on average, like, of course you're going to throw some picks. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> so. I got to say, I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting that for would the be, no, Prescott I'm, losing record MVP. So how much is – so does he price himself out of Dallas then? 
Oh what my goodness, the contract. The con- If he throws a 6,000 yard season, he's telling Jerry, I want 1,200. I'm sorry. I was, I'm sorry. I meant to say seven. 1200 that's, that's a good deal for the like he's gonna want a bigger deal than Mahomes. like you be like jerry but but he's not okay but he's not gonna actually want that because he they're gonna be like dude go on the market no one's paying you more than Mahomes. like get out of here like they're not gonna nobody could it would somebody no but it would definitely it. it would definitely push it up i think that the last thing that you want if you're the cowboys is a Dak prescott six thousand yard season <laughs> you guys win six games <laughs> And, and like they don't fire Mike McCarthy and everyone there, like because that has already looked like a major loss of uh, just going after Mike. Like, oh, that looks terrible. Well, I mean, let's look at the let's look at the Giants. They're zero four. They have Jason Garrett on their coaching staff. That's brutal. Giants also have a horrible roster, and they don't have Saquon Barkley. And they have Daniel sucks. Jones running the show. Uh, awful. Danny Dimes. His nickname is the exact amount that they should pay him in his contract. <laughs> He's not good. I hear people talking about how he's good. I don't. I don't see it, man. I do not see it. He just, dude. People. He has more turnovers than I think Jameis Winston. Dude, he had like seventeen fumbles last season. He didn't even start every game. Dude, I would much. I think it's absolutely absurd. People saying like, "Oh yeah, I'd rather have Danny Dimes than Sam Darnold." Like, dude, you don't understand. Like, yes, the Giants situation's bad, but don't even get me started on the Jets. And don't even get me on, started on, like, how Sam Darnold, like, wills them to, like, can we be have any sort of competency whatsoever? Like, he had a winning record last year with that Jets team, and they aren't much better this year. Oh, they much got, so worse much worse. Year. got so much worse this year. They lost their, their two best defensive players. They lost all their wide receivers. <laughs> but, like, all the complimentary guys, like, Besides, like, the guys that are out, you know, like, Mosley opted out. Well, they lost um, Robbie. I'm sorry. I'm a okay. big Robbie Anderson fan ever since his first game with Bryce Petty, where I think Bryce Petty overthrew him, like, seven times that game. Like, I swear he got, like, 11 to 15 targets, and I think he only caught, like, three of them. And Bryce Petty could not hit him. He was open so many times, and he just couldn't hit him. Um, I've loved Robbie Anderson ever since that point. But – um Man, I feel like we've been we've been talking for a while. We should probably wrap this up. Um, but sorry, that just Dak Prescott. That that it's crazy, dude. What are his like fourth quarter, like second half Dak? If you like put second half Dak on a six game season, I bet that is an eight thousand yard season. He's throwing for like twelve thousand, dude. Don't <laughs> don't even. <laughs> He's you know you just take Dak's fourth quarter numbers. But seriously, if they win six games and Dak Prescott throws for 6,500 yards, does he win the MVP? Well, like I said, dude, six games might make the playoffs in that division. <laughs> no, th- let's say they don't make the playoffs. 6,500 yards, that, I mean, that's like a running back running for – that's like a running back running for 2,500 yards in a season. And they're like a losing – like obviously he would win offensive play of the year. Like, Hands down, he would an offensive play of the year. I think it's more like it's more like twenty two hundred. No, because the record's like twenty one hundred. Mm-hmm. So it would be like twenty three, twenty four, like like sixty six, sixty five hundred is shattering the record. Beating it by over a thousand. <laughs> yes, that is that is just utterly ridiculous. So he, like, just, he just has to make the playoffs and he wins it. But because they th- would be like, this team was destined to pick number one overall. 
but Dak Prescott had different ideas, and he broke the record by a thousand yards. <laughs> like, is this the? I mean, I I really think that even if they don't make the playoffs, and there's a sixty-five hundred yard season, super hypothetical, I know, but that's a that's a, that's an MVP with how bad their defense is. Now, if it was like that and he throws for 6,500 yards and their offense still doesn't score points, very different story. But they're putting up points. Their defense is just so bad that he has to do this. Um, so I, I got to say, if, they, if he throws for even 6,000 yards and the Dallas Cowboys don't make the playoffs, unless Russell Wilson throws for at least 50 touchdowns or Aaron Rodgers or like – like if the Seahawks or the Packers end up going like 15 and one or something like that, or 14 and two, Dak Prescott's winning that award with a losing record. That's all I got to say. Um, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Follow me on Twitter at the worst take net. Follow Matt on Twitter, just his name. Um, and I, I love to give these hot takes and everything like that. And just a heads up, everybody, great news. We are going to be um, live streaming our episodes soon. And we're going to have a lot more content out to everybody so we can get much more specific. So make sure to follow us on social media. Um, our Twitter and Instagram is the exact same, at the worst taking that on both. So make sure to go check all that stuff out. But um, this was a lot of fun. I can't believe that, that stat. Hopefully, like the new format, I felt like it was much more casual, but it was a lot more fun. Uh, much more like a conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. But let us know. If you don't enjoy it, please tell us. Uh, we want to we wanna make good content that we have fun making. We, we have fun either way. We want to talk football. We want to talk basketball. So just let us know. Um, if nobody says anything bad, we're going to take it as a yes. So uh, please let us know. But thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see all of you again on Friday.